Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the December 15th episode of the Mystic Axis podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And it's close to Christmas time. It's close to Christmas time. Hanukkah's in full swing. Christmas is coming. This is our last podcast before Christmas, though not our last podcast of 2020. There's one more of those, but it's our last podcast before the holiday season. So we have some holiday announcements and some maintenance type announcements and lots of goodies for you and it's the annual food edition so lisa and i will be discussing later in this podcast she's not with us right now we pre-recorded her we will be talking about a couple of yummy recipes for christmas time or anytime first of all i wanted to thank Brittany and helen and charlotte for joining us for the last Yay. couple of episodes as well as cassell wilson from national braille press yes we had a lot of fun talking to all of them it's always a fun time to have folks in the castle and we really hope that all of them have given you some fun christmasy or holiday-ish ideas however you are celebrating this year and if you didn't check those out, definitely go back to our last couple podcast episodes. We're very proud of them. And we hope you can find some goodies for your holiday season. Or perhaps an I owe you, I love you, sorry it's late gift <laughs> if you're listening right now. Yeah, as everybody knows, and if you're not living under a rock, you probably do know, that mail service is extremely slow this time of the year. So usually we say we can guarantee if you order by a certain date, we're not even going to go there. We're not even going there this year. Between COVID and just general holiday craziness, but with COVID on top of it, things are insane. They're worse than normal this year. They are. And, and that some, says something. Right. Pretty much every package that I sent out in the past week is running late. And there's nothing that can be done about it. We have to wait for the congestion of the United States Postal Service to decongest. Yeah, I mean, people are doing the best they can, and we're really, really sorry if you get something not on time, but there's really not a lot we can do. Once it leaves our hands, we really can't do much about it, and that's just kind of the unfortunate part of the situation. Even if you make a priority order, and we say it can be there between, what, one and three days or something for priority generally, we can't guarantee that at this time of the year. Right. Nobody can guarantee it. Nobody can guarantee it. So it's just one of those unfortunate things. If you're trying to get things on time at this stage in the game, we can't guarantee. We just don't know what's going to happen. I had a package coming from Minnesota earlier last week, and it left on the 2nd or something. And I got it on Friday, which was the 11th. So that's just not normal. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. I mean, I'm not that close to Minnesota, but still, it's more or less on this end of the country. It's not like it was coming from California. I have a package in California that was shipped a week ago, and it's still sitting in a Santa Clarita fulfillment center or distribution center, whatever That's they're what called. It is. Distribution yeah, distribution center. <laughs> distribution yeah. center. So things are crazy right now, and we're really sorry that it's happening. It's happening to us too. You know, you would think that if somebody worked for the United States Postal Service or they had a relative that worked for the United States Postal Service, that that would give them some clout. Well, I was talking to a mail carrier the other day. And she had said that her mother ordered something from Kohl's and it took over two weeks to get there. Wow. So, yeah. That's crazy. Stuff really is taking a very long time. So please know Even, that you may owe people some IOUs. 
Even Amazon packages are taking yes. a long time to come. I was supposed to get something yesterday. I don't even know where it is. It never showed up. And so. if you look on your delivery statuses, many, many of them say running late or delivering late or whatever that's actually called. This package is in transit, but it is currently running late. And it doesn't even necessarily tell you where it is in transit. So you're even more confused going, wait, where is my package exactly? exactly. I got most of my mom's Christmas gifts already and i'm really grateful for that i'm waiting for one more and it's coming from california and la and i'm terrified going please get here because y'all know i'm far away from la so i hope it gets here on time this is really we're recording this on the sunday before the podcast comes out so we're recording on the 13th and if you haven't ordered by now there's really no way you can guarantee christmas delivery i mean this is kind of the last day the 13th that i feel comfortable ordering and i've got to place an order today from last minute things but if you're ordering now it may be a New Year's present. That's just, unfortunately, how things are shaping up. Exactly. But we still have downloads. We still have gift cards. So those kinds of things, you know, if you want the immediate thing and you know your person wants one of our tutorials, perhaps our new Windows 10 tutorial that is finally out. Finally! Yay! It's 11 hours and 15 minutes of constant content. <laughs> We hope you guys enjoy it because we have really just been hard at work making this come together and we're very pleased with how it turned out. We really hope you get a lot out of it. We knew it was going to be a behemoth, but it's even bigger than we thought it was going to be. We would like to thank everybody who pre-ordered for oh, the... Oh, please. Yes, absolutely. You guys make this kind of stuff possible, really. Speaking of pre-ordering, well, not really speaking of pre-ordering, the Windows 10 tutorial, as we suggested, is out it is ready for anybody who wants to purchase it and those that have already purchased it have gotten their downloads or should get their downloads they'll be hanging out in their account the other thing that is going to be out by the time you listen to this podcast and that is our Elegiant bluetooth transmitter receiver and we're really happy with this product it has a physical on off switch when we had talked about transmitters and receivers, when our last one kind of was no longer available, we, right, we decided that we weren't going to do it. But so many people contacted us and said, are you going to have a Bluetooth transmitter? And we said, oh, I don't know. And then we went and looked because what it is, is you have to vet the stuff. There are times when you buy like five or six different brands just to see which one is the most usable for the clientele that you're dealing with. And so that's it, the thing. You can't necessarily read the Amazon reviews and they have 4.5 stars, but you don't know if it's going to work if you aren't sighted. So you have to make sure that at least it's reliable and stable enough for you to figure out how to make it work, how to find a strategy to make it work properly for you guys and for us as users so that's why vetting it is such a necessity for us we can't just take other people's word for it right this has a physical on off switch which i think is the greatest thing since sliced bread you don't have to count and hold and press and dance on one foot <laughs> you know just to get the thing on and not to mention pairing mode how do you get it into pairing mode that's just as simple as a double click of a button on the device it puts it into pairing mode if you flip the switch on it's always on if you flip it off it goes off and they're really really nice tactile switches that you can actually feel that they've switched that they've moved they even have really nice loud clicks to them yeah they're not flimsy switches they're nice switches this does not talk so it's not anything that you're going to hear making noise or saying, you know, power on, power off or any of that stuff. It doesn't talk. It doesn't make noise. 
So having the physical switch is really, really nice. And then having that pairing button that you double press, that makes it a heck of a nice little device as well. And if you want to receive from your iDevice or your Android device or your Fire device to a non-Bluetooth device, it's even cooler because depending on your device and really in receive mode, you can do it with almost anything. You can use a play, pause, a rewind, and a fast forward or a previous track, next track button to actually control it from the transmitter receiver. So to control your playback, that's really neat. And it has a built-in microphone, which we show during the documentation as well. So, I mean, it's a crazy good little device for what it does. Absolutely. It's available now. It's $59. And, of course, you get our tutorial with it. Again, we can't guarantee when you'll get it if you order it now, but we hope you will order it now because it is a cool, cool device. Speaking of cool devices, we have a couple other ones. And by the end of this week, their documentation should also be ready. And actually, one of them is something that you could use with our transmitter receiver, couldn't you, in transmit mode? Yes, you could. It is the Evo E10 Daisy and Media or MP3 player. This is something that we featured at the end of last time's podcast. So if you tuned out before then, you might want to go back and listen to our discussion with Barry Scheuer of Guidelights and Gadgets. This is a collaboration effort between Mystic Access and Guidelights and Gadgets. And, and this is a really, really nice player. I've been using it constantly for my media player needs or my audio file needs for that matter. One thing that it does not do, and we want to make sure we get this off, you know, so that nobody says that we didn't tell them, it does not play barred books. Okay. So if you want it to play barred books from the National Library Service, it won't work. Mm -hmm. What it does have are really, really nice text-to-speech voices, Sally and Joey. Yeah, they're Ivona voices. They're awesome. They are. And for those that know me, when I'm listening to a player, I rarely listen to it with headphones unless it's a dramatization where you're going to get sound effects and stereo and stuff like that. So the speaker on this player is quite nice. You can't do barred. You also can't do audible unless you do some things that we aren't going to recommend you do. For legal reasons, that's a bad idea for us to tell you to do things like that. So yeah, audible books are kind of a no-no. Barred books are kind of a no-no. You can, if you choose to, though, manually download Bookshare books into it. And we'll be showing all this in the tutorial, so don't worry about that. We are doing a very comprehensive tutorial on the product. Chris, you said this actually replaced your player that you had been using for years? Yeah, my Plex Talk. I have a Plex Talk Pocket and Bookport Plus, same type of deal. And I just like this one better. There are things that I see on this player that it doesn't have that I miss from the Plex Talk. But I really like the voices. I really like the speaker. I like carrying it around. I like the controls. The controls are very, very nice tactile buttons. They're just totally in your face. There's nothing. They're not flush with the player, except the power button is actually flush with the player. But the rest of the buttons are not flush with the player. They stick out quite nicely. They're very tactile. We have a really nice deal on it. If you look on the site at everything that comes with it, including a nice leather case for it, there are a lot of goodies and features that come with this player if you order it from us or from Guidelights. So if this is something that you feel would interest you, you can check out on our site or you can listen to the information from the last podcast about everything that it does and kind of listen to Chris go through the menus and things. It is a very cool device. It's pretty feature rich for what it offers. You can, of course, do your own recordings on it as well. So that's another option available to you if you want something to do memos and things on. 
And we're offering it for two twenty five. Two twenty five plus shipping. And yeah, this sh- is one that because of the collaborative nature of it, we are not including shipping for free on it. It's the way we ended up hammering this out. Right. It's been about five dollars in shipping because of our real time rates calculation. Yep. It's about four fifty, I think, somewhere around yeah. there. So it's not bad shipping. at all. No, Don't it's worry not about that piece. And speaking of shipping, we do not have them in stock. Barry is actually going to be the one who ships them. We decided this time there was no point for him to ship us product and then us basically double ship, ship it to you. It didn't really make sense. So Barry will actually be shipping out the players, just so you guys are aware. So they'll be coming from Myrtle Beach, just so you know. So that kind of orients to where you are in the country. That's in South Carolina, for those who aren't familiar. You will be receiving your player. And I think, Chris, am I correct in that they will get all our fancy-schmancy emails, the way we've got this set up? Yes. So you'll still get all the emails you've come to know and expect from us in terms of your shipping. We just don't know when your product will be shipped. I know Barry and Kay will ship ASAP to you guys. Right, exactly. But, you know, when an order comes in, if we can get it out that day, we can. And I'm sure Barry would be just as fast. Yes. But, but we have no control over when it ships. But rest assured, once it ships, you as the customer will know. Now, speaking of things that will be shipping soon or will be available to ship soon, is the other product that you could, I suppose, potentially use with our transmitter receiver. Although, unlike the Evo, it does have Bluetooth built in. This is a set of Bluetooth 5.0 on ear or possibly over-ear, depending on the size of your ear, really. I might even say they're slightly over-the-ear, though. I don't know. I think they're classified as over-the-ear. I think they might be classified as over-the-ear. You could be correct about that. These are by Anchor. They're in their Soundcore line of headphones. They're 5.0, and they're called the Life Q20 headphones. We're doing documentation on this. We're offering these to you. They have speech prompts, they have sound prompts, and they sound like they should cost about five times more than they do. (laughs) We're very impressed with them overall. I did a side-by-side test comparison between them and my Bose QuietComfort, what, they're 35s, aren't they? I believe so. That's the brand that we have or the type that we have. And the difference is there in terms of both the feel of the headphone and the sound, but it is negligible for most people. And I think you guys are going to be really impressed with these headphones. Really anxious to show them to you. They have incredible battery life. I think it's like 40 hours if you use it on the highest modes, like with your bass boost on and with your noise canceling on, and then it goes up from there. You will hear audible prompts as to your battery status on these. It is just a really super nice pair of headphones. We hoped to get it out sooner than this, and it just didn't work out. Things ate up our time. But they will be available sometime next week for you to order. So as a late holiday present, as a New Year's present to yourself or to someone you love, these things will be an awesome, awesome experience, I think, for you. They could also be a goodbye 2020 present Oh, for yeah, totally. We should all be buying ourselves goodbye 2020 presents for sure. So those will be available, and they'll be available by the end of the week, I'm sure. So by, say, end of day the 18th. And speaking of end of day the 18th, we will close doors for business end of day the 18th. So if you have questions after the 18th, we're going to be closed. But please feel free to drop us email. 
if you need your question answered immediately. If you are having significant amounts of trouble placing an order, we'll do our best. We can't guarantee you anything, but we will do our best to at least answer email every now and again between the beginning of the holiday break and January 4th when we return to work. But we're not going to guarantee you guys anything. So if you have an emergency, if something comes up, definitely email us. Emailing is definitely the best way to get with us between the 18th end of day and the 4th of January, which is a Monday, of course. Speaking of our tutorials that are coming out next week, we have a tutorial that's coming out in February. It is the Fire Stick and Fire TV tutorial. Now, this has been a tutorial that's been in the works for a while. A while. Yes. And what we decided to do was to push it out until February. And there are a couple reasons why. The first reason was back in October, they were talking about sending out a Fire TV update, which is going to change the interface for the Fire TV. So what we did not want to do is record a Fire TV tutorial only to record it again because the interface would have been possibly completely changed. Yeah, there's no point in confusing you guys or confusing ourselves and doing it that way. It's pointless. We want to get you the most accurate information that you can get. And if we have to redo it, obviously that's not happening. So the other reason why we decided to push it out is that Kim, this is another present that I gave Kim. <laughs> there are advantages that come with this job. <laughs> Sometimes. The present, if you will, it's not really a present, but it is a 32-inch Toshiba Fire TV. And this is a TV with Fire OS built right in and we wanted to show that because yes fire stick and fire tv are kind of nice but if you are in the market for a new tv you might want to consider something that has the fire os so it's a completely talking tv which is really nice and this way not only can i show you the stuff that you'll find in your fire tv those of you who actually get fire tv editions i could show you that piece as well and i'll Definitely be sure to distinguish in the tutorial which is which. This is a really cool thing. It actually allows me to expand on the tutorial. And it also allows me to show you more features. And I get a cool new TV. You know. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, her TV is this ancient thing that I've been complaining about for like 20 years. because He's cried it... since I bought it. I bought it in 2013. Thank you very much. But the problem is that TV doesn't talk. No. So you're always frustrated because you don't know what HDMI ports are on, if the TV's even on, if the TV's off, if the TV's on and on a certain HDMI port. It's a little frustrating, and that makes, at least me, not want to use the TV. I would just assume not use it, then have to fight with it. And I don't use it very much. That's the thing. And that's the unfortunate thing about it. Because you really want to be able to enjoy your electronics. And that's why, among other reasons, why I finally let you talk me into this. Because at some point it just gets really frustrating. And you're like, well, you know, what's the point? The TV itself, guys, is 129 bucks for it's a insane. 32-inch TV is insane. It is insane. We were looking online at the cost of TVs now. And it's mind-blowing how cheap they are. You can get a 65-inch TV, was it, for like 400 bucks or like something? 400 bucks or something. It's crazy. And, of course, those are the lower-end TVs. We're not talking about the ones that are a couple few thousand no. dollars, high-end stuff. But it's just amazing that you can get a TV for that size for that price. Absolutely. Who knew? I remember the days when a 32-inch or a 43-inch were like 600 bucks. Mm -hmm. I do too. About four or five years ago, my mother and I went to a local electronics shop. I think it was Best Buy at the time. And she picked up a 32-inch TV, and it was close to $400. Wow. 
So just because we can't be there or won't be possibly answering calls or emails after the 18th, we have a surprise for you. And that is a coupon until the end of the year. So it expires on New Year's Eve. So the last day is New Year's Eve. It expires on the 1st of January. This is a coupon that gives you 10% off of almost everything. And there are some restrictions such as the newly announced player. Yep. And the blind shield. Those won't work. Exactly. But generally speaking, it's 10% off everything. It's available now. And if you read the site, you may not even have to type it in. Because if you look on the cart when you're placing something into your cart, if you're looking on the checkout, you can see it. So it's in the cart and the checkout? It's in the cart and the checkout. So you can actually activate it. You can press enter on it to activate it. And it will actually add the coupon code to your order. So you don't even have to type it in. But it is called Snowflake. And it does show up on the checkout and the cart pages. So that's one word, Snowflake. And that will save you 10% more or less site-wide. Gift cards, of course, you don't get 10% off those either. Sorry. But for the most part, it will save you. So if you want to gift a download, for instance, to someone, you can certainly do that. And that will save you some money. Or if you were one of those people who were really late to the party and wanted to pre-order yourself a transmitter receiver or a Windows 10 tutorial, you'll save on those too. Yep. So speaking of gifts... I think you and I might have gotten some cool Christmas gifts. I suppose so. You suppose so? Mm-hmm. Perhaps from one another for Christmas? Yes, yeah. What geeky Christmas gift would you like to talk to people about? Because we have the COVID, the geek present that I got is, you know, because we have to keep our hands clean and things like that because of COVID and, you know, being sanitized and stuff like that. I got a touchless automatic soap dispenser. This is one of those presents where I said, what do you want? He said, Get me one of these. Find me a good one. Get me one of these. I said, okay. So this is an automatic soap dispenser, which is really neat. And it comes with a holder. It's basically a bottle. And in the bottle, you got your soap. And then you've got the soap dispenser at the top. And there's a holder. And you can either put it on the counter or you can mount it on the wall. So what you do is if you want to mount it on the wall, on the back of the holder, there's two-sided sticky tape that you peel off. And then you obviously clean the wall that you're going to put it on. That's what you really should do with all the two-sided sticky tape things that you mount to your wall. You just make sure that all the stuff is off the wall. And then you would just press it up against the wall and let it stick. And now you have an automatic soap dispenser. And it's touchless. So you don't even have to touch it. You put your hand under it and it squirts out a little bit of soap. And if you want to do it again, you just move your hand away and put your hand back under. You get another little spurt of soap and then you can wash your hands. The kind of the cool thing about this one is that there's a button on the top that you can turn it off if you need to for whatever reason. I'm not sure why you would. It's not like if you walk by it, it's not going to start slurting out soap. It has to be, you know, your hand has to be under the dispenser in order for it to dispense the soap. But you can turn it off. On the back of it, there is a USB port that is connect- that is covered by a piece of rubber, and you charge this thing using USB, and it lasts three months per charge, which is really cool. So you just pull the bottle off the holder, plug it into the wall, charge it for a couple of hours, put the bottle back, and it works nice. That's cool. I know. A soap dispenser, right? There you go. Yeah, well, I didn't know what to get you, so I let you decide on your own geek gift. I always look for, like, food presents and things like that for you, because you always like those. But this time, you got a soap dispenser. And I got you a, to take all the stress out of the day, what did I get you? 
You did. You got me a shiatsu massager, which is awesome. It is a really cool thing. It's made out of kind of a suede material on the back, so it's really nice and smooth. Then on the other side, it's kind of got some padding, and this is where your massager will go up against whatever part of your body you want to massage. It's got four little, I don't really know how you describe them. Two are larger and two are smaller. They're like round, circular pieces, like little round balls, but they're flat on top. Especially the larger two are flatter on top than the smaller two. But they're meant to simulate the motion of fingers pressing into your body. And these are padded, so you don't feel them directly against you. So you don't have to worry about that part of it. They are not soft, certainly, when you lean into them or when they're leaning against your body. But they are padded a bit, so you don't feel their full impact. The thing is curved on one side. And it has a, on the back, where the suede part is, it has a nice bungee kind of cord thing and you hear me i'm kind of taking the velcro apart so it has a velcro strap and you can strap it to depending on the size of your chair you can strap it to your chair and you can put it on the back of your chair where you want your massage to happen and then you can kind of lean back into it but it really depends on where you want to massage that's the reason i really like this one is you could do your feet you could do your shoulders just depending on where you put it and depending on where you put it you may not be able to strap it so you're going to have to find a different way to perhaps anchor it where you want to go. But what I like about this is it has multiple speeds. It has a heat option, but you don't have to use heat. And it also has two ways of doing the massage itself. On either side of the top, and the top is the curved piece. There's kind of a curved top piece. On either side of that, where the curve comes up on either end, kind of curves to the corners, there are two buttons, and they're rubber buttons, and there's two on either side of the massage unit. On the left-hand side is the on-off button, and I actually just turned it on, and you won't be able to hear it because one of the nice things about it is it is very, very low in terms of the sound quality. So you can not have to worry about disturbing anybody. If somebody's sleeping next to you, they might hear it. But generally speaking, you don't have to worry about that. There's the on-off button. And then closer to the corner is the button that changes your the position of the little fingers, as it were. Or the little balls, how they move around. So you can change it. You've got two different ways to make that happen. They'll either go forward or you can reverse them. On the right-hand side, you have the heat option. And I think the heat comes on automatically. Mine was feeling kind of warm a second ago. I think I may have just turned the heat off. And then closer to the corner, you have the speed. And you have three different speeds. It starts on medium, and then you can change your speed accordingly to where you want it to be. And I'm pretty sure, I'm not going to swear to this, but I'm pretty sure the heat comes on automatically. I'm going to change the heat one again and see if I can tell. But what I really love about this is it is padded, but it is meant to be kind of an intense little massage for you. They do not recommend you do it more than 15 minutes at a time. So 15 minutes a day is really as much as I would do. Or maybe once you get used to it, you could do 15 in the morning, 15 in the evening. Oops, and I just turned it off, <laughs> which is not what I meant to do. And so when you turn it off, I'm testing something here. Yes, when you turn it off and then turn it back on again, it defaults to specific ways of doing things. So you need to know that kind of going into this. So you may need to change your massage, the pattern of your massage, whether or not you want your heat on, things like that, when you turn it back on. And it starts on medium intensity by default, just so you know. I'm still trying to figure out the heat thing. I think the heat comes on automatically. It's a very gentle, lovely heat. It does not get too hot. This thing gives a really great, great massage. It feels really, really good. I really like the fact that I can use it anywhere on my body that I want, which is super cool. You can use it in bed. If you kind of prop yourself up with a pillow, you can use it 
you know, pretty much wherever you want. It does plug into power, so you don't have to worry about using lots of batteries on it. And it has a nice long cord. I don't exactly remember how long the cord is, but it's at least six feet and I think perhaps even longer. I don't suggest laying on it if you're giving yourself a massage that way. I don't think that would feel really, really good. <laughs> so you're going to feel the real hard plastic of those massage nubs or massage fingers or whatever you want to actually call those. That's just something to know. But this is a really cool device. And it goes off after 15 minutes. So you don't have to worry about that piece either. It'll just go off on its own. Oops, and I just changed the speed. And when you change something, the 15 minutes is still going. Once you start it, that's your 15 minutes. It's not like I changed something and my 15 minutes starts over. That's something else to keep in mind. But I think this will last a really long time. It's got really great reviews on Amazon. And I really like it. I really like it a lot. And I like that it's really portable. It's probably only about a foot across and maybe five inches in terms of its width. So it's a small thing and it's really nice. I can usually keep mine behind the bed. And I bet you can't hear it because it's really quiet. No, you can't. So while I sit here and continue having my shoulders massaged, and I've literally just put this behind me in the chair. It's not strapped to anything. It's just sitting there. And I'm leaning back against it, and it's giving my shoulders a beautiful, lovely massage right now with heat. Oh, feels so good. Feels so good. It's like having somebody pressing their fingers and kneading your shoulders. It's awesome. <laughs> they can't get both sides of your shoulders like this, but it still feels amazing. So it's getting my shoulder blades and everything. Feels great. But anyway. While I'm doing that, we are going to transition us into our segment with Lisa, where you are going to learn about some really yummy food that you may want to consider for this holiday season. Or, as I said, for any time. Now, I'm a little biased, but I think both these recipes would be amazing together or separately for whenever you want to make something delicious for someone you love, including yourself. So welcome to another food edition of the Mystic Access Podcast, which of course means that Lisa is here to talk with me primarily about Christmas yumminess for your holidays. And we have a little bit of deviation from years past, as you will see, but hopefully we have delicious recipes that will make you very happy. And in the case of this year's recipes, they're both quite simple too, which is great. We always try and do stuff that's fairly simple, but these just appeal to me very much. I would like to have one or both on my plate in front of me right now. Oh, yeah. And if you are ordering lots of food for the holidays and you're not necessarily cooking, Chris is the guy you want to talk to. Yes, for sure. But he has already said all and done all that along with Kim in their Dinner Delivered book, yes. which is available through NBP. So you can certainly go that route for Christmas, too. Most definitely. You might want to hurry, though, really fast because... <laughs> Depending on where you get your stuff, you may want to do it right the second to make sure you can get it in time. Exactly. So we have recipes. And because yours is more of a savory main dish, perhaps you should talk about yours first. Okay. Well, one of the many deviations this year is that my recipe does not contain cheese. The last couple years I looked through the recipes and they were all heavy on the cheese. This contains no cheese. And I really thought about this a lot. Like, what can I do this year for the holidays? And the holidays are looking different for everybody. So instead of maybe being at a huge table, there are only a few, or maybe it's just you. And one of the upsides of that is you can spend a little more, if you choose, on ingredients and make your recipe really special. And to me, this is kind of a winning combination because it's special, but it's easy. And what I am talking about 
is crab cakes. And these are great for a lot of reasons. The recipe I have is really versatile. And if you don't like crab or you want something totally different, you can use a can of salmon instead of the pound of crab meat. You can also add a little bit of chopped red pepper for coloring. I know some people do that. I don't. I just keep them real simple. A lot of people get very confused because they don't know what kind of crab meat to buy. And you can get the stuff that's canned and preserved, but if you want to do something a little special, you can get fresh. And generally this time of year, there are sales. And I was doing a little research for this podcast, and I was looking at this link that talked about what kind of crab meat to buy for what thing. And they have, for example, colossal crab meat, which is by far the most expensive and it's chunks. And you would want that in a situation where people can see the chunks. If they are, say, dipping it into butter or if it's part of a dish where they're very visible. With crab cakes, they're not very visible. When I make crab cakes, I usually get either back fin because it's kind of larger pieces, but it's middle of the road cost-wise. I've done this if I'm making them for other people. If I'm making them for me or for other people who aren't going to care about appearance, I get claw crab meat. And this is the least expensive of the actual crab meats. Now, we're not talking imitation here. We're just talking actual crab meat. It is the least expensive, but when I read the article last night, it agreed with me and I thought, aha, it's not just me. It is also more flavorful. The thing too I really like about these is you can adapt them. So if you don't like some things, for example, this recipe is very light on seafood seasoning. I hate when they are over-seasoned and you can't taste the crab meat or taste anything for all the seafood seasonings. If you are doing paleo, you can substitute crushed pork rinds for the breadcrumbs. I don't know exactly how the quantities would work out, but you could certainly search for paleo crab cakes. So my crab cakes are a pound of crab meat, an egg, three tablespoons of mayonnaise, one tablespoon of lemon juice, and one and a half tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce, or however you pronounce that name, and then one cup of breadcrumbs. Now, before I go any farther, let me quickly say a few things. One is the recipe will be in the show notes, so you can find it there if you like. Also, with the breadcrumbs, what you're doing is you're putting a half in the mix, and you're putting half aside to use to coat the crab cakes. And what I generally do is I mix the egg and the mayo and all of that stuff together first, along with a fourth teaspoon of Phillips or other kind of seafood seasoning, which I forgot to mention because when I do things off the top of my head, very scary things happen. Anyway, I mix all of those things together and then I add my crab meat last. And the reason that I do this is you want to keep the crab meat as intact as possible, whether you buy the kind that's great big lumps or whether it's small pieces. You also want to know if your crab meat is picked or not. If it is not, you'll need to go through and pick out the little bones or a bit of membrane that's in there. I think generally it is, I would say, picked 
but not well picked. So I wouldn't take, I don't know, an hour to go through a pound of crab meat, but I would certainly just check through it with my fingers to make sure everything was okay. Then what you do is you mix everything and you roll them into balls. I generally use an ice cream scoop to make sure they're about the same size. And then I flatten them a bit so I'm making cakes and I coat them in breadcrumbs. From there, you can do them any number of ways. You can do them in the oven on a cookie sheet. If you want to do it that way, you'll need to spray them with nonstick cooking spray. You can air fry them. You can pan fry them. Some people like to put them in little individual dishes like custard cups or ramekins and put a little bit of butter on top and broil them. And so really, this is more just a suggestion, but it's a very versatile starting point. It's very easy. I mean, really, I suppose if you were a very novice cook and you were afraid of heat as some new cooks are, they wouldn't look as nice because they wouldn't brown, but I suppose you could even microwave them. Anyway, this is a favorite of mine. My Thanksgiving plans changed at the last minute, but had they not, my plan for Thanksgiving basically had crab cake as the main dish for me just by myself. And the nice thing too is you can make them if you're by yourself. You can make them, you can keep out what you want to eat, and then you can freeze them for something special, a little treat to enjoy later. How many crab cakes do you get out of approximately a pound of crab meat? Eight-ish, ten-ish, I guess. I, I yeah, if you use an ice cream scoop, that's about two ounces maybe. Mm -hmm. And I don't level it off necessarily. And really it depends on the size. Sure. The other thing you can do that's really neat is you can make the crab cake mix and you can stuff it inside mushrooms. Mm. And I remember the first time I made stuffed mushrooms, I was like, okay, can I get the stem out of the cap? And I looked online to find out how to do it. And it said, all you do is just give it a twist and it comes out. And I went, no way. It can't be that easy. And it really was. So you can wow your friends and neighbors and whoever and also make very elegant stuffed mushrooms. I used to make crab cakes for the last three or four years of their lives for my grandparents as Christmas gifts. As my grandmother got older, she really didn't cook as much. She couldn't stand as long. And so this was a nice thing. And in this case, the gift was more kind of the price of the crab meat than the actual time because they didn't take all that long to make. But they were something that both of them enjoyed. Yum. They are extremely tasty things and definitely a treat. Oh, yeah. And you can do like tartar sauce or remoulade or I don't like it but some people like cocktail sauce the possibilities are endless really absolutely you can dress up your crab cake in whatever way your little heart desires and the best thing to do with a crab cake is to have something yummy beside it Mm -hmm. and I think I can help with that (laughs) good deal (laughs) so as Lisa mentioned we did deviate this year and we didn't talk about this thing ahead of time so it just worked out this way but knowing one another as we do this is no surprise to either of us that instead of her recipe being the one to contain the cheese this year we reverted to my recipe being the one to contain the cheese should not be any surprise at this stage in our recipe days so I have a yummy side dish for your crab cakes or for pretty much anything else you'd ever want to eat, which is mashed potatoes with cheddar. Now, mashed potatoes are the ultimate comfort food. 
And 2020, I believe, has been the year that really is calling us to have some incredible comfort food. So when you add cheese to something that is already a comfort dish, can you really get much better than that? I think not. This is very simple and very easy. And I was talking to my mom about it this morning, and she has something that perhaps will make this recipe even better. So I want to try her version of it over the holidays and see just how much better it makes it. But I'll tell you that as we go along. So this is approximately 15 minutes of prep and 30 minutes to make these. So it's very easy and it's five ingredients, which makes it very easy as well. And this makes eight servings of potatoes. So here's what you need. Three pounds of potatoes, which are peeled and cubed, about six cups. So you're looking at a few larger potatoes there to make that happen for you. You need one to one and a fourth cup of half and half, three tablespoons of butter, one teaspoon salt, and three cups of shredded extra sharp cheddar cheese. Yum, yum. Are you getting hungry yet? I know I am. So here's what you do. Place your potatoes in a six-quart stock pot, add water to cover, bring to a boil, reduce heat, and cook uncovered for 15 to 20 minutes or until tender. So you're cooking these uncovered, and while you're doing that, in a small saucepan, you want to heat your cream, so your half and half, your butter, and your salt until your butter's melted, and stir occasionally while you're doing this. So that part's easy peasy. You got that done. When everything has finished, you drain your potatoes and return them to the pot. Then you mash your potatoes, gradually adding your cream mixture, and you stir in your cheese as you are doing this. Now, I don't know about everybody else, but my favorite way to mash potatoes is with a mixer. Oh, yeah. Hand mixer. Mash those things. It is great. You have light, fluffy, delicious potatoes. And it makes just them so yummy and soft and pillowy and scrumptious. And you have beaters. And you have beaters. Yay. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. So it just makes everything so much better and so much nicer. And it also saves time, too. Makes your life a little easier. Who cares if I have to wash beaters? I certainly don't. So that is... They're clean enough by the time I'm done with them. Oh, heck yeah. I'll I'll just wash them for sanitary purposes. But otherwise, they feel clean to me. Yeah, they're clean to me. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So your potatoes, do you bake them then after that? Or sometimes I know like with a layer of cheese, they usually, they say bake them, but I don't know. Like, I haven't used this actual recipe. Okay. Because I thought that same thing you did. I thought, yeah, bake these. And I think perhaps you would. Like, maybe I would just because of that layer of cheese, right? I mean, I think this doesn't say anything about baking them, but I think with that cheese on there, you might perhaps want to. Might make it easier or might make it tastier, certainly. My mom's version of this recipe also adds cream of mushroom. And... Oh, yeah, right? That's why I'm saying I really want to try That's her like version this holiday season. Potatoes with its own gravy baked know, in. Right? <laughs> yeah, totally. And for that version, you absolutely would bake it. I mean, between that and the cheese, you would have to. I don't see how that would work otherwise. So I would say yes. And then instead of half and half in her recipe, it has sour cream. I was going to say that. I've had mm-hmm. potatoes now just with like butter and sour sure. cream, not the cheese, not the mushroom. Yep. And I don't think I've had these, but I've also heard of mashed potatoes with cream cheese in them. Yeah, I don't think I've had them either, but I've heard of them. Yes. I love mashed potatoes, but until about a year or two ago, I really hated to make them. Because to me, the worst part of making them was peeling them. Yep. It just took me so 
long. And I discovered a few little life-saving tricks. Yeah, do what my mother used to do. Put them in a mixer. Yeah, but I don't like peeling in my mashed potatoes. Oh, well, that's your fault then. That's yes, what it is. That, and I'm proud of it. That's where all of the nutrients is. Yeah, well, that's one time when you say, bye-bye. I like <laughs> nutrients too, but you know, I draw the line. It peels on mashed potatoes. <laughs> so there's a couple ways. One is if you have an instant pot, you can cook them in the instant pot and the skins come right off. Now the potatoes sometimes will break apart. So this is not for quote, pretty potatoes. potatoes. Like if you're making potato salad or something like that, but if you're just gonna mash them up anyway, you're good. The other thing is it's just me. So there's no point in making a ton of mashed potatoes because if I have them, I will eat them and I don't need a ton of mashed potatoes. you. You can. And I was not sure. And I'm sure that somewhere, if my grandmother hears this, she will roll over in her grave. (laughs) But you can use canned potatoes. And so basically what you do is you just take a large-ish pot and you put the potatoes in and you turn it on low. So you can also just put your milk and butter and whatever in the pot first. Heat it up a little bit till everything's soft. Add your potatoes. You can heat them or not. I generally don't because you don't need to. I just whip them up with the hand mixer and then put most of them in the fridge and just microwave the portion I'm going to have. So yeah, there's lots of ways. And whether or not you bake them, that sounds like a wonderful cheesy side dish. If we had not had cheese in the podcast, I might have Mm, cried. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, most definitely. Yeah, we have to have some cheese. So that's a good one for this time of the year, but it's really good for any time of the year. Although, I don't suggest you go to this website. I found this on Taste of Home. I don't suggest you go down and look at the nutritional information. You'll cry. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that. My sister one time made the copycat of Cracker Barrel's hash brown casserole. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And she's like, I can email you the website link. And I'm like, no, because I don't think I want to know the nutrition information. Ignorance (laughs) is bliss. And I knew it was something that for me as one person I would not make, but this sounds very doable and you certainly could, you know, scale it down if you needed to. That's what I'd do. Otherwise, I'd be like you. I'd be sitting there with the entire thing in front of me going, hmm, potatoes. Yeah. Not bad. One one more bite and then I'll oh, put it away. Yeah, I'll put it away. Did, did I have that bite? I don't think I had that I bite. I think I had it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a little, uh, it gets crazy. It gets addictive. Yes, Tis indeed. the season. Tis the season. We hope whatever you decide to do for your holidays or not do, no matter how weird they may be this year, that you find something warm and cozy and comforting to enjoy, food-wise or otherwise, this holiday season. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this edition of the Mystic Access Podcast. And we would love to wish you a very happy, merry everything, Hanukkah, Yule, Christmas, Kwanzaa, and anything else I missed that you may be celebrating this holiday season. Or if you're not celebrating, just stay cozy and safe and hug the people you love or not, depending on what is safest for you currently. It's a crazy, crazy situation out there. We will be back one more time before the end of the year. And in the meantime, though, we just wish you very safe, beautiful, wonderful, cozy holidays. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning.
If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.